We're gonna design amazing product bonuses to boost your sales on today's episode. So it is brought to you by Easy Pay Direct, the payment processor for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. Get the lowest processing fees in the business by visiting servenomaster.com backslash easypaydirect today. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. Like most marketers, I've always been fascinated by infomercials. I wish there were more infomercials and television shows about infomercials because the process behind infomercials is fascinating. What we do in my world, when we run a test, it might cost a couple thousand dollars. An infomercial test costs anywhere from 500000 to a million dollars for one night of testing. It's a massive industry. People absolutely positively watch infomercials and buy things. And when you're playing for such high stakes, the room for error is so much smaller. A 1% difference in conversion rate could mean a couple hundred dollars for a test for me, but it could mean $100,000 in a test on one of these infomercials per day. So tiny tweaks are much more significant. Things that didn't matter when my business was really small suddenly take on significance because of the power of scale. If one out of 100 customers doesn't like you, that's one potential sale you've lost. If you have a following of a million, suddenly that's 100, uh, sorry, that's 10,000 sales that you might lose. That 1% becomes more significant. Scale really does make a difference. This is why bigger companies have to look at things in a different way. And we can learn from infomercials because we understand what's happening. If you pay attention or you just watch a lot of infomercials, you'll notice what's the same across all of them. What I always find fascinating is that whenever there's an infomercial, there's usually two competing for each other, offering a very similar product. Whatever's hot, someone comes up with it, someone else replicates it as quickly as they can. That's kind of how the infomercial world works. Seems to be very cutthroat. And I have watched a lot of television shows about infomercials because I love that science. I like the science of selling, I like understanding why people do things. And one thing that I've learned is that bonuses are really important. You might be saying to yourself, why not just include it in the main product? And that's a great question. And the answer is really simple. If instead of having bonuses, you just expand the size of your main product, you'll sell a lot less. So the answer is short, the explanation is long. Now, I do wanna warn you that uh, it does look like a storm is brewing. I'm actually upstairs in our relaxation area. It's a little larger open, open area because it was raining a little bit a few minutes ago. Now, the wind is coming through, so hopefully, there won't be too much background noise, but as always, island life, isn't it? If you're okay with island life, if you don't mind the fact that you're here in real life instead of a super fancy studio where there's no re reality, please throw me a thumbs up below the video because that definitely helps me. The more views and more thumbs up I get, the more people who find these videos, the more of them I can put together. The reason that bonuses work is we want to feel like we're getting more than we are. We want to feel like we're getting a really special deal. We want to feel like we're getting the best deal possible, the deal that's so outrageous, of course we have to take it. And the more it feels like a great deal, the easier it is for us to spend money. This is how people spend money, whether it's for a $10 item or a $100,000 sports car. It has to feel like there's a really great deal to be had. And I once watched a really fascinating documentary about the process of price slashing, and I'm pretty sure the guy's name was The Slasher. What he would do is go to a car lot that was frozen, whose sales were frozen. He'd run a weekend promotion, him and his team of four or five cutthroat salespeople. And the first thing they would do 
is raise the price on every car on the lot. They would raise the sticker price and then they would write a special code on the windshield that only they knew that told them the real price. And so you'd say, hey, I want to buy this car. And as soon as you take the first step into buying the car, uh, whatever his process was, I think you had to put down 50 or or $100 to show you were kind of serious. And he would slash the price. That's why his name was the slasher. And he would slash it down to what the price the car had two days earlier. But it created a sense of excitement. People felt like they were getting an amazing deal. And bonuses are a big part of that. Anytime you watch an infomercial, they say, not only are you going to get this amazing blender, we're going to send you two blenders, and we're going to send you a juicer, and we're going to send you this extra fixer, and we're going to send you these three knives, and we're going to send you this amazing cutting board. And you start to go, what? I already thought it was a good deal for the main product. And that's the thought we're trying to create. I already thought it was a great deal. So if you say, hey, this is $20, and I think it's worth $20, when you add bonuses, now you're creating the perception that people are getting more than they're paying. Have you ever maybe this has happened to you or someone you love or someone in your life has come home from the mall or shopping and says, I just went shopping and I saved $40. And you go, wow, you saved $40. That's perception. They actually spent $200. That's how powerful this psychology is. If we feel like we're saving money, we will spend a lot more than we intended. This is how the entire sales process works. We want to feel like we're getting a good deal. I've already taken you through the entire process of product creation, creating things that are valuable. So we know we're giving something good. Getting someone to buy something that works is okay. That's important. If it works and does what you promise it does and it's actually going to make someone's life better, then of course you should do everything in your power to generate that sale. What we're trying to create here is called perceived value. Perceived value is how much an item feels like it's worth or seems like it's worth to the customer. They say that beauty is in the eye of the beholder and that's exactly what's happening here. There are certain things that are really valuable to some people and not to others. I have a friend many years ago we were in Japan walking through a market and he recognized a pair of shoes. This was 20 years ago or so. or 50, Yeah, almost 20 years ago now. And we're walking through this stall and he goes, wait a minute. Those shoes are eight years old. This price is crazy. They're worth four times that. I can buy these here and sell them on eBay because they're in mint condition. These are brand new shoes. And I looked at them and all I see is a pair of shoes. But he saw a special edition pair of shoes. And because of that, and that's how a lot of how eBay works, isn't it? It's your ability to know that something's valuable that changes it. There are these television shows that are really popular in Britain, sometimes they have in America, where people bring in an antique or something they found and they think it's worth a lot. And they bring it to a swap meet or to a like a pawn shop or somewhere that will buy it or an auction house to figure out what it's worth because they don't know. And they're hoping it's worth a lot. Sometimes they find out it's worth nothing and sometimes it's worth a lot. And that's what the expert does. So that knowledge, that perception, the value changes. So for me, those pair of shoes were worthless. They weren't even my size. But to my friend, he saw something else because he knew about that value. And so his perception was different. There's a saying in The Art of War by Sun Tzu that all warfare is based on deception, and I believe that all marketing and sales are based on perception. The purpose of a bonus is to motivate the sale, to bring someone across the fence, to give them the sense that they're getting more than they're paying for. And we want to create that moment because it increases the emotional buying decision. They feel like, I, I want to get this deal, I want to get this deal, I want to get this deal, and it makes it easier for them to make a logical buying decision. If they're on the fence and going, okay, this blender for $20, Seems all right. Pretty good blender. It can do a lot of cool things. Wait a minute. I get all these other things as well for $20. Now it really, the value feels like it's there. And it does. Even as I say that, I kind of want to buy this imaginary blender. So what we're trying to do is inflate what people feel like they're getting. And all we're doing is taking parts of our main product, what we were including anyways in the box, and renaming it. And just by calling it a bonus, you can double or triple the number of sales you make. And this boils down to the power of the price drop and the reveal. In Magic, when they show the end of the trick, they call it the prestige, hence the movie name, The Prestige. This technique, which is part of your sales process, is that you don't say the price at the beginning. 
Imagine if you're watching an infomercial, they say, hey guys, we're about to share this amazing vacuum, it's $20. Well, let me show you why it's so amazing. Everyone who, everyone would drop off immediately because they're price sensitive. If you tell someone the price too early in the process, you lose those sales. That's why if you go to a lot of corporate or software websites, they don't tell you the price. They bury it. They bury it because they know they make more sales, especially because business to business, corporate, you're selling in the healthcare industry or education or government. The cycle can be one, two, or three years between first contact and actually closing the deal. Those businesses are very sluggish. Government moves very, very slowly as we're all discovering, especially large industries with lots of bureaucracy or middle management are filled with people who spend most of their days justifying their employment, which means they're very much not agile. When I was working in a large education, the last job I had before this one working for myself, they would give me a task and say, this should take you six months or so. And when I was finished two hours later, I started to get worried. And this is one of the reasons I knew they were ready to get rid of me because I'm not very good at bureaucracy. I'm not very good at slow rolling. I get bored. I get really bored. I need to constantly be working and creating content and doing things. I don't have the ability now to just like sit down and play video games all day. I just can't do it. And at work, it's the same thing. I just can't sit there and do nothing. I need to be productive. I need to get things done as quickly as I can. Making a project, I don't know how to stretch a 60 minute job out into a six month job. That's why I wasn't the right fit for that position. That's not what they were looking for. When you do the price drop, someone goes, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You've already convinced this Splendor was $20. Now I can get it for $10? That's amazing. Then the reveal, the prestige, that part of the process, that part of the sales process is when you start to say, and then you get all of these bonuses as well. So you go, it's not $100, it's not $50, it's not $20, it's $10. That process, then adding in the bonuses, right? So first of all, they feel like they're getting something for a massive sale. They're getting a massive discount. Then we add in bonuses and it beefs up the value. And so now I'm going to teach you about a couple of different types of bonuses. The first is success acceleration. Anything that can help your customer achieve their goal faster is an accelerator. This at-home workout plan is going to change your life. It's going to do everything you need to do. We have all the workouts, the whole plan together for you. Every single day for 90 days, you're going to watch a video and do a unique workout. And I'm going to throw in this stretchy band, which will accelerate how much weight you lose and how much success you have by 30%. My trainer's really into stretchy bands. It's probably the wrong name for them. Maybe they're called like a training band or it's like a rubber band that you stretch. I used to use one when I was going through physical therapy after my car accident in my 20s. So I know they can really make a difference healing my back. And it made a big difference in that training. So you can add in something that accelerates the success path, something that makes it happen faster. Sometimes it's a piece of software. You go, oh, you know what? We're going to teach you this entire system for launching videos on YouTube. And we have a piece of software that you can use to make 50 videos in 10 minutes. I see software tools like that all the time. They're all over the place. And there's a reason for that. Everyone's buying them because everyone likes that. Anything that can shorten the success cycle is an accelerator, pours gas on the fire. It helps people to get the result they want faster. And we absolutely want to put those things in place. It could be as simple as saying the DVDs will be there in two weeks. But as a bonus, I'm going to give you a downloadable version of the training so you can start right now. You don't have to wait two weeks. You can start right now. That's an accelerator, form of accelerator. Anything that gives people access sooner, gives them a success sooner, shortens the learning cycle, shortens the learning curve. These are accelerators and these can be really, really good bonuses. You want to create things that help them to have a better success. The second type of bonus can be a template. This can be where something is pre-done so they have to do less work. I'm teaching you how to do amazing YouTube videos. It can be really hard. I've got 10 pre-written scripts that you just change the words like a Mad Libs. We just fill in the blanks on these different words and now you have a script. That's a template. I have these meal plans. So you can follow these recipes. Recipes are a template. You don't have to come up with what to cook or do any calorie counting. We've done that for you. Every day, we give you three choices for your meals. You can choose 
ABC, ABC, ABC for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It doesn't matter which one you choose. You could be all A, all B, or mix it up. And this template gives you a faster success. Templates are really, really valuable. An example of this is um, one of my offers many years ago was about building your first offline business, getting local clients. And I said, hey, I worked with an excellent copywriter. I paid him several thousand dollars to write templates for me. And here are 50 different ads you can use that have mix and match backgrounds to start getting customers. And I was using them myself and they were really, really working. And that's a template. All you have to do is go in and change the, your website, your pricing, and the phone number on this image, and it's good to go for your business. You just have to modify it to match who you are. Templates are really, really powerful. And they can often be simple to create. You can usually have someone on your team or virtual assistant go through your program and say, create a bunch of templates based on this training. Inside my company, we're really focused this year on process. Most of our conversations, probably 80% of our conversations inside our private chat software are about process, either in the form of templates, SOPs, or checklists. And the difference between an SOP and a template isn't that much. What we have, for example, is our process for prepping a blog post. So before we put out a blog post, we have a process inside our project manager ClickUp, and then we have a process for how we determine if it's a yes or a no, and if it's ready for writing. And so part of that process is we have an idea and the idea can come either, it can be either research driven or competition driven, social media driven, or just idea driven. So anytime someone has an idea, it gets added to that column. To move to the next column, it goes to the SEO process, which is where you do deep background and say, is this a keyword that we can rank for? Is this a keyword people are searching for? Is there an opportunity there? So we're checking for the opportunity. As part of this process, we then, uh, choose a primary keyword and secondary keywords. We look for what keywords we want in a YouTube video versus we want on our blog post because people search differently on Google than they do on YouTube. All of these things are part of our process. We're putting these pieces in place and I can easily say, hey, as part of this product as a special bonus, we're including our template for preparing a blog post. So you can just rename it SOP and template. It's the same type of thing. Anything where it's something pre-written, it's an instructor people can follow and it's really valuable. It's really helpful. Instructions are great. Legos are fascinating because you can make anything you want with Legos. And yet most people, when they buy a set of Legos, they want to make what's in the instructions. And I say most people includes me. When I was a child, I loved Legos for about five or six years. I went through a Lego season and I mostly built castles, but I would follow the instructions. I built a ship or I'd build a castle. I put the characters in place. I'd use the little piece of string to build the drawbridge. I liked it. And that's just following a template. So instructions can be a template. My personal trainer, who I need because of some things in my life, sends me a template. He sends me a, a list of what to do every day. He's not here with me every day holding weights like celebrities get. I don't have that level of personal trainer, but he knows my goals, knows what I can do and gives me lists of tasks to do and I just do them and it makes it easier for me. This morning when I got up, I did not want to do my workout. Every single day I have to do some variation on squats. Today it was a single arm thruster. So that's where you do a squat and then you have to lift the weight above your head with one hand. It's more than a squat and it was wearing me out. It really does. I feel this tiredness in my body all the time, but if I don't do it, I start to wither. I start to get too fat and then I have medical problems, which I do not want to have considering I live in the middle of nowhere. I can't afford that. So I have to stay really in control of my weight, but he gives me templates. Originally when we were hiring, it was because I saw him training someone else in the gym and I knew my wife needed some more direction. He said, actually, we'll do a deal if we do both of you. The little price drop, right? He did it on me and it worked. And even when he travels and he's far away and he doesn't come here every day, whenever we start a new routine, he'll come here and make sure we learn all the exercises and learn the process. But even when he's away, he'll give us a set of instructions, which is a template. And it's a bonus that fills in the gap in the training when he's not here. 
The third type of bonus is the shortcut. This is something that makes it easier. Here's the really long way to do it. And here's the shortcut way to do it. And we're always looking for shortcuts. An example of this I talked about in a previous episode could be a grocery shopping list. If you give me a set of recipes, I know what to buy at the grocery store. Why? Well, because the recipes have the ingredients listed. To make that even easier is a shopping list. And I know that these kind of can sound similar, right? You go, well, accelerator, template, shortcut, they kind of all sound the same. They do, but you can just split them into three different bonuses so that, again, it feels like it's more value. You would never want to call the recipes and the shopping list the same bonus because that would diminish their value, but call them separate bonuses. So anything that gives people a shortcut to success. So it might not make it faster, but it might make it easier. Anything we can provide. And sometimes this can be in the form of access to you. Oh, as part of this program, you're actually going to have three coaching calls where you can ask questions. So I can give you shortcuts. I can show you the little tricks, tips and tricks that I'm doing right now so you can get success even faster. Faster sounds like accelerator. I'm aware of that. Just giving you different ways of looking at these examples because in different markets, it will make sense. Sometimes calling it a shortcut makes a lot more sense than calling it an accelerator. But all of these things are designed to be accoutrement that actually can become the selling point. That's the magic of a bonus. There's a lot of workout programs out there. Sometimes it's actually the bonus that pushes people over the top. They go, oh, you know what? I really do need a tool. I don't want to have to go out and buy extra stuff. Oh, this one has a when you're traveling workout plan, which falls into our fourth type of bonus, the objection. As you begin to sell your products and interface with your customers and ask and answer their questions, you'll start to discover what you're missing. Every time I have a live sales webinar, every time I run people through a sales sequence, I send them an email at the end of it saying, I noticed you didn't buy, love to know why. Mostly I'm looking to see if the product is missing an element. I ask people this all the time because I'll just make it, I'll add in a bonus. An example of this is I have a course teaching you how to build courses from A to Z. And some people said, well, I don't know anything. How can I build a course if I'm not an expert? So I built out an entire another course that I just created and added as a bonus on how to build a product if you don't know anything. And it's a technique that I use all the time to create content. And it can be really valuable for someone starting out. So you don't need a list. You don't need a following. You don't need expertise. And you use this very simple technique to get other people to help you. And it's really, really powerful. And it overcomes that objection. Oh, this seems like a really great program, but I don't have a lot of time. Well, that's why it can be done in a few minutes a day. I'll tell my friend who's working on a sales letter for a home workout program. And we had to really iron out why the program and the value of you could do this in 15 minutes a day. How you can do this in small blocks of time. We're all busy. My workouts in the morning are designed to take about 20 minutes. They always take longer because I'm I was getting worn out. That's because it's really hard. We have a lot of kids, so they need a lot of attention. They love to run around underneath the weights, which always makes us nervous. We do our best. So we try to get it done fast as we can before they go crazy. It's built into the process. For some people, they want the opposite. They want something that takes longer. My wife and I are the opposite. When we're exercising, which is every other day, I work out every day. She works out every other day. Part of being young. She doesn't need it as much as I do. And when we're working out together, she takes a long time between each thing because she hates working out just like I do. And so she just delays, delays, delays. When our trainer's here, she does it in the hopes that he'll just give up because he wants to go home. I'm the opposite. I'm trying to get done as fast as I can because I want it to be over. So different people respond to the same objection in different ways. Your weight loss program seems amazing, but I'm a woman, but I'm a man, but I'm over 40, but I'm under 20. This is a common objection. I get this all the time. It doesn't matter what your program is. People will say, this program seems great for other people, but it won't work for me because 
And their because is almost always irrational, but to them it seems like a good reason. Oh, this program won't work for me because I'm skinny. And you'll see that right after an email from someone who says this won't work for me because I'm fat. Well, both can't be true, right? But we think things won't work for us for particular reasons. I'm just as guilty of this as anyone else. I think there are certain things that will and won't work for me, whether it's training programs or courses or ways of improving my life or personal development. I have the same set of limiting beliefs. And you can either answer that by having a question and answer part or FAQ part of your sales letter that says, oh, this will work because X, Y, Z. Or you can create a bonus. If enough people are saying something, then you just create a bonus that answers that question. The special over 40 workout plan, the special under 20 workout plan, the special skinny program, the special fat program, you add those things in. And then the problem is solved before people ask it. One of the secrets to getting really good at sales is to answer objections before people ask them. This program seems amazing, but I'm married. Being married is one of the most common objections to purchases. In every single marriage or relationship or couple, whatever you want to call it, or partnership, there are rules about the spending of money. In some relationships, two people have completely different bank accounts. They spend money, their own money however they want, and they never talk about it. In other relationships, they have merged money, and every single decision from the first dollar they spend has to be accounted for with each other. Most people are somewhere in between those two ends of the spectrum, which means purchasing from you may fall into that category, so they need to get their partner's permission or they want their partner to be included. I don't buy stuff that excludes my wife. Oh, I have a training program that's just for men. As a bonus, I have the train together improve your relationship bonus. So now you can train with your wife, she can participate, or she can even be the coach and say, oh, this training program comes with a stopwatch and instructions. So your wife can support you while relaxing. So she can be a part of this. So that could be part of the process. And of course, you can do it the opposite. If you're selling training programs to women, then you can say, oh, here's the stopwatch for your husband or your partner, whatever. Overcoming objection bonuses are really, really powerful. And you might not be sure what the objections will be when you first create your product. So that's why you want to ask people questions. When they don't buy, say, why didn't you buy? And they'll tell you. Obviously, if they say it was too expensive, you can't fix that with a bonus. But just about anything else, you can. If they say it was too expensive, that means that they really don't have any free cash right now, which is fair enough. There's nothing you could have done to overcome that objection or you didn't build up enough value. So just adding in bonuses that meet other people's objections will help you to meet that person's objection. Our fifth type of bonus is the assumption of success. You have a weight loss program for women, and one of your bonuses is how she can deal with being hit on all the time. One of my authorship courses is how to deal with people annoying you, asking for authorship advice all the, advice all the time, because I get that. People ask me that, those questions all the time. Like, oh, you're a best-selling author, and they'll ask me questions that have nothing to do with what I know about, or they're in a totally different genre. I don't know a lot about poetry, poetry market space. I don't know what's wrong with my accent today. I was watching a documentary and I can tell my voice sounds a little bit different. I apologize for that. It's not intentional. So if I'm mispronouncing a few words, I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's because the storm is coming in. But if I'm feeding one of my kids or I'm at a restaurant, it's not the right time to ask me questions. It's much better to do it via email. So that's an assumed success. Hey, this program's going to work so well for you. You're going to have a new problem. And here's how to deal with it. And usually it's a good problem. What to do at work when your boss starts asking you for advice because he sees you as a leader. You've done so well with this networking and get a promotion program. Now you have the issue that what to do when everyone asks you to mentor them. You don't have that much time available. What to do when your clothes are too big for you. My wife noticed today that the shirt I'm wearing is much looser on me than it's been in a long time. Feels good. Glad she noticed. I want someone to notice the results of my hard work. And of course, she's the person I want to notice the most. So all of these things can be really wonderful. What to do when everyone at work is asking you to make juicing recipes for them because your juicing is working so well and you're looking so good. How to deal with that. Those types of bonuses, what they do is solidify in the mind of your consumer that your product works so well that you have to add in something else to deal with it. And I've had this before. One of the worst things that can happen, and it's so crazy, is when someone has success faster than they were expecting it. When someone has 
really, really big success on their first try, they're not ready for it, they start pumping the brakes because they go, wait, this isn't happening so fast. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? And they get overwhelmed. We've all been there and the feeling of overwhelm can cause people to crash and we want to protect them from that. So we need to put these systems in place. The key to using bonuses to increase your success is to be strategic, to give real value, to build up bonuses that are good, and to plan your bonuses at the beginning of your process. Ideally, you'll plan them out before you create the product because then it will be much more natural. A great way to do this if you're going through my process for creating a course and you're making slideshow lessons, the main course might be orange. Bonus number one, you'll use a blue set of slides, purple for bonus two, and red for bonus three, so people can tell it's a separate thing, that it's part but different. If you waited until afterward and the slides were all the same color, it's not as clear a delineation. It could just help to think about carving out some of your bonuses as you start the process, and very likely, you will continue to add more bonuses as you start to sell or you hit roadblocks in your sales and you find out about the objections people have. I know some people do massive split testing before they create any bonuses. What they do is they say your bonuses will be delivered after 30 days. We have a 30-day trial period. So you get the main course. All the bonuses are what you get for not refunding. And the reason they do this is actually a little bit more advanced. I don't do this, but it's the next level. And they say they'll run and they have 10 bonus ideas and they'll just offer three bonuses on the sales page. It's a different three for everyone. And they see which page converts the highest. They go, okay, these are the bonuses we need to make. So they split test their bonuses. It's really advanced marketing. It's very effective. And that's what's happening there. So when you're building out your product, when you're building out your sales pages, I encourage you to plan your bonuses at the start of the process because it's a lot harder to either crowbar in bonuses or try and carve them out after you've written your sales page, after you've written your sales letter, recorded it, after you've put together your product. It's much easier to start from the beginning with this mindset and absolutely approaching bonuses strategically will boost your sales. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back next Tuesday with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you Tuesday. Ready to master the art of copywriting? Learn the most valuable online skill without spending a penny at servemaster.com front slash ultimate.